awesome. Welcome to Ariel's Town Hall. This is the second town hall that I'm doing. My first town hall was on, like, basically me and why I opened up town halls. A quick recap is just, like, I, w I wanted what I do on social media to be the health food store of, uh, you know, you know, social media. Because you, you, get, you get a lot of, like, junk social media, and I'm trying to, like drip in some, you know, intellectual conversations that actually go somewhere. So that means once you leave, you, you, you come out with something and you've enjoyed your time and you've really kind of learned something. So that was the recap of my first town hall. So today's town hall is going to be about virality and the attention economy. So, I mean, we've, we've all, we've all seen it. It start, it starts with like the news, right? Like what, what you, you know, you know, the, the old phrase goes, it's like, you are what you eat. And I think you kind of are what you let go into your eyeballs and ear holes all the time. What you see and hear. Like, what are, what are you seeing? What kind of news are you seeing and hearing? Like, most of the time, it, 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 it eventually, you know, when enough time passes, that, that becomes what you're constantly talking about and what you're constantly paying attention to. And the thing that I, that I find interesting about, like, virality is that in my lifetime, I've seen so many things like going viral, like, uh, you know, the ice bucket. Well, th that's not that bad, but like, but, but things like, like right now, what is it? Like the crate challenge or something like that. But mo most of the things that I'm looking at that are like going viral is like, you know, a person maybe like rants really, really loudly or that kid who was behind the sheet going leave Britney alone. Uh, I got to talk to this guy, that Tay Zunday guy that did the Chocolate Rain song back in the day, you know, you know, and, and, and everything like that. But, you know, I've, I've just seen this, this culture of like virality and one video getting like a million views or two million views or 10 million views. Like, like long time ago it was this guy, his name was like the angry German kid. He was doing a satire. He pretended he got really, really pissed off that he was playing like Unreal Terminant tournament on his computer and he smashed his keyboard to pieces and he started like screaming at his computer screen and he recorded the whole thing it was all a joke and so but but with stuff like this going viral is it like messing up our culture is like the big question for me and then just the attention economy in general it's like ev ev everything that that is being paid attention to now in like our, our TikTok world are like these 30 second clips, a minute and a half clips of people, you know, either they're dancing or they're shouting or they're, you know, doing something like funny here and there. And I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm looking at the direction that we're, that we're headed as a very, very, um, you know, it, it's, you know, like long gone are the days when we've had like only like one or two, like, or five, like big stations for, for the news we got. And then after that happened, like the screen went blank and there was nothing after that to now having like the, the you know, super partisan news stations constantly attacking each other and social media, who's just putting gasoline on this fire and they're all just competing for our attention just over and over again. It's like, like what, what, what do we do to kind of like find refuge from all of this stuff? Like, you know? Yeah. So, so that's basically my, 
my uh, thing, and and I'd like to open it up now. Like Bryce, you can go ahead, and then we'll open it up to the to the guests. Yeah, yeah, no, just yeah. Building on that is uh, for me. It's like you know, what does it say about us, right? I mean, nobody's there. Or there's two things, right? You think about okay, is the media trying to distract us, or uh, you know, the things that that's more like uh, the major news media. Like, wh what makes something news? And there are serious stories that are on the news, but there's also a lot of just baloney. I mean, how much time do we dedicate to, like, celebrity culture and who's dating whom and who's wearing what and this gala affair and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, these things, are, they're, so, it, so it's like, there, there's an element where they're trying to keep you focused on things that aren't important, right? Uh things that really impact your life, some government stuff, things happening in your community, serious people issues. But <clears throat> so there, there's that, there's that facet of it. And then for me too, it's like, well, what does it say about ourselves? Like it's kind of just a, it's a fast food mentality. I mean, nobody forces us to watch TikTok all day or, you know, or, or watch junk, junk food. I call it like junk food, uh, junk food media. So we have a certain appetite for these things too. And I think we can get lost in that stuff. So you have to, to me, it's more about self-evaluation. It's like, what am I paying attention to? And in a, and in, and in a society like ours, it's like, they're going to cater to what you want, right? Because the they're, lowest they're common in, denominator, basically. It's the lowest common denominator, but it's like, hey, you know what? If, you, if there's a huge desire for fast food, they're just going to build more McDonald's. So it's kind of up to us not to accept so much of this BS, right? It's like some of that stuff's fun. But... Yeah, this whole point of like, what's what's like, what's the sign of success for some of the younger generations? Like, oh, they just want to do something that goes viral. They get like some little funny thing that they do that's seen all over the world. They get millions of hits. Is that important? I mean, is that really helping anybody? And maybe it's helping you become that. That's that, what that's what they think is important now. It's like, hey, I want to be like a Britney Spears, or I want to be like this uh, somebody who's known. That becomes like the benchmark for success is just being known. Right. And it, it doesn't matter if it's stupid or dangerous, whether it's like that cinnamon challenge that we saw that they needed to swallow like a whole spoonful of cinnamon, the Tide Pod eating thing. Now we have it with like the crate and, you know, like disgusting, stupid things that don't contribute to society, but are just for shock value. Right, and you, and you say attention economy, and I see I see our friend Paul Sisler in the room, and he talks. He has a book called The Red Herring Effect, right? And so some of these things are, like I said, I go back to the the news media. These are red herrings. These are topics and ideas and things that just don't really matter, and they keep you distracted. We only like it, it's an economy, attention economy, because you only have so much time or mental resources to pay attention to uh, whatever's in front of you. And where your attention goes, so does your power, right? So it's like, if I can keep you distracted or, you know, uh, on, on, about some other thing, whatever that you bring personally, whatever power you bring personally for change or for just adding to the conversation or highlighting things that are important is distracted. I'm too busy watching these TikTok videos all day. I'm too, right. too busy watching E E ETV for all the entertainment news, and, <laughs> and and it's like I don't really care what Beyonce is doing uh, or Jay Z T or whatever. TMZ, all that. Oh yeah, crap. We, you know, but, you know it. 
and and yeah. and, vo- and like voices like mine what i'm trying to cultivate here with like critical thinking skills and coming together and making real lasting change and real lasting kind of like like change that actually has lasting power that doesn't fade away once the news cycle is done and they have to find something else for another week it gets buried underneath all of this noise so if you have like you know 50 savants out there who want to you know you you know bring attention to something the savants that can really help people out and our voices of reason and logic and intelligence get drowned out by the voices of insanity stupidity and bullshit no good points and i see we have multiple speakers yes. up but like we'll do we'll do the raise the hand thing that's a good way to handle yeah it. that that's a good way to okay. do it so the first so b you've had your hand raised so go ahead Thank you, guys. I just wanted to comment on the distraction and how you're trying to encourage critical thinking. What they've actually done studies on is this new generation lacks the ability to read body language now. They lack the ability to hold eye contact. They have impulse control issues. And then you see these documentaries that come out like Social Dilemma, and you see that it was purposefully done but how many people actually alter their behavior after they get shown the information? They just want to bury their their heads in the sand. So then you have people that are unable to have proper discourse, and then now you look at the division and people that just yell and scream. And yeah, so it's it can be done like what you're doing, but it's it's an uphill battle compared to the majority. No, and that's a, that's a she makes a great point there. And that you're talking about, like, and I hate to be, I'm a Gen X, Gen Xer, and I'm not like, oh, I'm going to bag on the millennials or the Zoomers or whatever. It, no, it's not about that. But we just, you, you lived in a world that's changed. You know, when I was uh, first starting college or into high school is when the internet started to become a, a, a deal, big deal. So it's like you, the, the younger generations have only lived in this type of world where we're all interconnected and we all have access to 99% of accumulated knowledge of humanity in our pocket to search, right? So it's like, but it's also created, that's a cool thing in a way, but it's also created these ways that we can be away from each other. And I was talking to Ariel about this earlier. It's like, it's funny, like when I was growing up in the 80s, it's like, you know, we would, you had to socialize like in the real. I mean, you might be able to call somebody on your phone, but we didn't have call waiting until like midway through high school. It didn't exist. So it's like you had these, relationships that you build and you'd have to actually go and, and like hang out with people and communicate with them and, and see them and see their facial expressions and make eye contact with them, things like that. And it's like, now it's like the world has become so spread out and it's allowed us to just, we can just hide in our homes. All, you know, kids that have grown up in the last 20 years, it's like, you could just, you go home from school and then you could just still talk to your friends in your room. You can text them, you can call them, you could video chat them whatever, it, it, you're not really forced to get together and have, like, yeah, meaning, yeah. meaningful dialogue. And, and before before I call on Mike, it, it's more, it, it's, it, I wouldn't mind if, you know, the media on there was filled with, like, really healthy news. It's like, how, how do I become a more efficient, better communicator, better friend, better citizen? It, 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 like, like, I wouldn't, that, that would be great, but that's buried underneath all the crap of like 
Britney Spears and her conservatorship. I don't give a damn about like like, like all this useless information that you're not going to use. It's not about like how do I become a better, more effective human being. It's like oh, what's happening with Michael Jackson and Britney Spears? Not like yeah, okay, go to Michael. Well, thank you, Ariel, Bryce, Tanya, for allowing me to come up to speak. Great topic, by the way, guys, in my opinion. Um, I just want to touch on a couple of things that had been spoken, if I can kind of dial it back a little bit. When I was young, I'm, I'm probably one of the oldest in this particular space. When I grew up, we had no internet. We had no cell phones. Uh, we didn't have anything that you see today, really, that's what, what we would consider modern technology. What we did have was a brain, and we had school, and you would listen to the teacher, you'd go out, you'd play at recess when you're younger. And when you get older, we, I, think it was, I think I was almost in high school when they came out with the very first gigantic, what they called cell phone that was really like a big arc that they would stick in your car. But we would still go out and we would play. We'd go over each other's homes. We would play wiffle ball together, tag football together, along with high school sports, etc. My point is, is that we didn't have cable even then. That's how far back it goes. So prior to cable, the news that we listened to was predominantly at 11 p.m. for 30 minutes. That was it. I don't remember. I think we had it. In the, we, there was news early in the morning. It was like three times a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, and once in the evening. It wasn't this 24-7 news cycle that you, you hear one news story and they're into five other ones and you can't even figure out what's going on on the first one. And, and they drive it off of sensationalism. And I want you to understand that words have imagery. So whatever they are presenting to you on television, what, and, and, and if you're able to visualize it by the TV because you're seeing the individual, you're able to watch their body language, you're able to perhaps read into something that you really shouldn't be, and the, whatever they say, if, it's like if I say I'm going to hit you in the head, hypothetical, they know scientifically, because they've already done studies on this, your brain actually elevates something, a chemical in your brain. I don't remember what the chemical is. If you say you love them, it's a different chemical and it's a calming, soothing effect on your mind and on your imagery of what you're thinking about. So words matter. And so when you hear things like this one's divorcing this one on TV, this one's going through conservatorship, I agree with Ariel and Bryce. We don't, we don't need it. But people like news sensation because they're celebrity, because it's the celebrity culture. When have those celebrities ever given you money? You have to work for it. They're not going to do anything for you. You're paying for them to entertain you. And then they idolize them. They put them up on a pedestal. Why do they put them up on a pedestal? Because of their talent. But they forget that you as an individual have your own personal talents. That you're a good individual. That you can do it. You might not be able to sing, but maybe you could play the violin. Maybe you can do other things constructively. So, as far as the economy, our economy when I grew up was decent. I mean, it had its problems, but it didn't have what they have today. These children today, I see them on video games. I see them on their phones. I see them. They don't go out and 
in my opinion, they don't go out and play the way I used to. As a matter of fact, it's more technology. So I'm not that sure that the technology right. that we call advanced is as great as we think because it can damage some things in our mind, like make us lazy because this is all that we do. I yield. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you don't you never know, right? Maybe if you were born at the same time of some of these kids, you'd have the same, you know, you know, it all depends. And with that, I think I'll go to B. Then uh Christy lady had her hand up. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I want to touch on what Michael was saying about it started with cable TV and 24-hour news. We have to be empowered enough to control what's smacking our nervous system. And we're constantly being tested because the algorithms are set up to do the exact opposite of that. They're set up to try to entice us, to give us that serotonin level, to where we're being addicted to this technology and who knows what all of us would actually be able to do if we grew up in this current time period. And so I feel like it's almost like our duty to be mentors. We've talked about that before, Ariel and Bryce and other spaces, that the lack of mentorship for our youth to show them that there is another way, there is a balance to it. Because we're just, we're just being smacked in the face with it. Are we setting them up for success? Because a lot of times it feels like we're not. Right. And, 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 uh, and, and the older generation is getting sucked into it too. They're not immune. So it all depends. Uh, let's go to Chrissy lady. Hi, thank you for um, taking, letting me speak. Um, I just wanted to touch on some of the points. One of the things I have in my family about five generations of old people going to about 110. And we have this discussion quite regular. And one of the things um, that I've learned from speaking with them is that each generation is going to have its, its pros and its cons, and it's good and it's bad of things. Um, just like what the gentleman was saying before, people go out, um, they used to go out and play. Nowadays, we can't send our kids outside just to go and play because the world has not, is, is become more dangerous. So there's other things we have to do for um, to entertain them, to to ensure that they can grow and and develop in a in a in a balanced way. The other thing that I wanted to say was a lot of the times as well, what we're experiencing now is a product of what the future the past generations have been doing, how they have been, how they, you know, they you always want to make your kid's life better. So for my for my mother and father, they grew up in a military environment, so they had to move around a lot. So in when we were born, it was okay. Everybody, all the kids, stay in one in one location. When they were born, um, you know, when my grandparents were born, they were outside. They were playing. When their parents were born, they were in the um on the farm. They were working on the farm. They were growing vegetables, doing what they had to do to survive. So each generation is going to go through so its own process of growth, and it's something that we can't dismiss. What what is now with what leads our life, which is technology. Back in the day, it used to be you go to school. Before that, it used to be sports. It used to be something that would be what is driving this generation. We just have to, I think we ourselves in this space, these types of space have to be balanced in right. our understanding of yeah. these um, young people. And and also, I, I just want to bring up, it's not, it, it, it is the technology is, is like a must. 
But the thing that I, I wanted to let everyone know is like before navigating through how you're supposed to go to school and do sports and farms, it, was, it wasn't so hard to navigate because, you know, the playing field of the farm or the sport or the school was just like, you have a schedule, you have something that you can kind of stick to, you know, like who your friends are, who your friends aren't, the, the area of what you're supposed to do. But in the digital technology world, they're like the boundaries are like non-existent. You can be anywhere on the internet and be doing an anything on the internet. So it's not the same kind of playing field when you have this boundaryless, vast technological digital space than you did with like a farm or a school where you you would know where the farm ends or the school ends or the sports thing ends whereas with this it doesn't end it has no end it can just keep going forever and you can keep like browsing forever so there's a lack of guidance and there there's like where do you get the quality right that yeah. that's the thing and with that I like go Steve-O had his hand up Hey guys, thanks for having me. Um, I, I guess I'm sitting here listening to this and I'm looking at it from the perspective of a parent and someone who coaches children. And, and I look at it and say, all right, well, we base a lot of what we believe now off of our beliefs and our upbringing and what the world was like when we were younger. And, and I, I guess I try and look at it objectively and say, okay, is this, are we damaging or are we changing? Are, are we adapting to a completely new way of thinking. Um, I had formerly had a stepdaughter that I remember asking her, like, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she said, I, she, want, she wanted to be famous. And I said, well, famous isn't, isn't an occupation or a job. That's something that comes as a byproduct of something else that you do, because you could be a school shooter and be famous. That's not necessarily a good thing. But, you know, as I was going through and, and listening to everything that was being said, um, I, I guess I see a contrast in beliefs, um, the way kids think now, the way people are thinking now, the way technology has changed. Does that mean that we have to adjust to what, our, what normal is anymore um, or what we perceive as being the status quo? I, I think we're, we're applying our old rules to a new world and it doesn't work. So I, I have, you know, I have kids that, you know, I had a stepkid. He wants to play video games all the time. That's all he wants to do. And I'm saying, well, no, you can't, you can't make a living doing that. You need to have some kind of trade or some kind of education. And then the kid right down the street wins a million dollars in a contest, you know, playing video games. So what do I do with that as a parent? How the heck do I raise these kids? Right. It's, it's complicated. And the thing is, is that I like to say we can't bring a stone age mentality into a space age world you know what i mean and and that's the problem that i see and it's like we we have we we don't have proper education that's holistic is is the problem that i see that teaches to the whole and and actually sees if if like a kid has an aptitude for video games what does that translate into in terms of a career I see, I see, like, the problem isn't the video games. The problem is, is, like, what, what do video games have kids using, right? Like, strategy, understanding, like, a story, puzzles, 
and everything like that. So it's like, how can we translate that into if the kid likes puzzles and strategy, maybe, maybe like, like I played a lot of like uh, um, World War Two pilot simulation games and like flying. So maybe I can translate the skills that I have into video games to be a pilot to learn how to fly or something like that. Maybe, maybe if those things are transferable, don't discount that and just say it's just all bad. So with that being said, I like to go to an order. I see it, Rob and then Paul and then Chrissy again. I think I'm, I'm going to make this quick uh, and then I'm going to come down as a listener. But no, the, um, if everybody can hear me, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I think Michael and, and Paul and, and myself, and there might be a couple others below, uh, that grew up in the, the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh, graduated high school in the 70s. Um, and, 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 you know, back then it was, we were community. And, and then you would see these um, sales pitches at grocery stores for the National Enquirer. And I used to see people getting those all the time, and it always bothered me. I said, you know, and that's a choice. And, and that's what we need to think about. But as as we're coming up into this technology age, uh, I've watched it grow. My kids were, you know, they had cell phones at, in sixth grade. And I was saying to my wife, I said, I don't think this is a good idea. You know, well, it's for emergency. Well, okay, but, you know, let's not get carried away. I, You know, because you could see... The iPhone was uh, coming out, and and it was like it was addictive, and and the news was you know you know we we've come from a community uh, to a global society, and everybody is hearing everything from everywhere from around the world. So how do you manage that? And and that's what you know. I, I at my age, you know, I'm I'm looking at that and seeing. Well, how can I really help? And and it's you know the politicians that need to jump in, but you know there's um, there's just a lot of things wrong with with technology is good. I, I was in construction, and I remember when the first CNC came out, it made my job easier. A lot of people were against it, but I kind of liked it. But I didn't want to be doing it. I didn't want to be doing the programming for the cutting on the CNC or anything. I wanted to be hands-on, but I saw the advantages and I said, you know, this is going to make a lot of people a lot of money. And, and that's what we are in this country. We're a capitalist society and all the other stuff is all noise. And, and it's, you know, it goes from, you know, the community to all the way up to our politicians. We, we need, and you have to, try to stay on top of so much it's it gets inundated you know we're inundated with all this information what do we do with it all it's hard to we're not computers the computers are and how do we evaluate everything so i'm gonna uh end it there and thanks for letting i hope you guys heard yeah and i'm gonna step down as a listener it, thanks heard. Ariel, and, and really good time for sure give give a hundred if you all heard rob some kind of signal okay okay cool all right. So, um, yeah, like these, these CNC, um, like these machines and stuff like that, 
like that that's the thing it's like we're we're not even trained into how you know that that works or the changes that are happening and things like that i i i just wanted to say that a lot of um uh, a lot of people like disappeared or went down to listeners so maybe that was like a twitter spaces glitch what happened with you rob and maybe that wasn't like just squarely on your end but yeah like 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 just keeping keeping on track with all this stuff that's going on with the added like junk news is kind of like complicated so that's why i'm out here preaching it's like get the junk news out of your head and out of your life and uh you know the important stuff can rise to the top so with that being said up uh, paul you have your hand up we'll go to you uh, yeah, I just I, I wanted to make a comment in reference to I think it was Steve-O that was talking who had the um, stepdaughter that said she wanted to be famous. Um, I, I want us to take a step back for a second. And when I was a kid, I wanted to be a baseball star and I wanted to be a rock star. And there, there, there was all these different things that I wanted to be, which we all have these dreams and these desires. And then one day I realized, well... I can't sing, so I can't be a rock star. And then there came a point where I had an injury. I can no longer be a baseball star. And you come to realize that a lot of these dreams and desires that you have, some things are unattainable. So you start recreating what your objectives and your goals are in life. Now, we have to also remember, we also have to realize that nowadays, um, have you been on TikTok? There are TikTok stars that are famous that make incomes by being on TikTok. Um, have you gone to YouTube and seen some of these different people that actually make a living by doing podcasts on YouTube? Um, there are people that I want to be famous. Well, there's people that can be famous and make a damn good living on a lot of different things that when we were growing up, it just simply did not exist. So over, during COVID, I watched on YouTube this, uh, these uh, guys that um, do these uh, racing games. And they look realistic. And they actually have their own Turismo Grand Prix or whatever it is. And these guys are making money racing video game racing cars. Okay. And some of them are making a living that's more than what I made working in the casinos. So... There are so many other avenues in tech and technology that we truly don't even know even exist because we're just not part of that realm right now. And I'm learning a lot of this. Um, I wrote a book. I'm now an author. And I had to get into public media, social media. And I'm now realizing a lot of these avenues that I didn't realize even existed. So... We have to start looking at sometimes when our children say, well, I want to be famous when I grow up. Well, that has a whole new meaning now because when I wanted to be famous growing up, I wanted to be a rock star or a baseball star. Famous now could mean a TikTok star or a YouTube star. So right. we just have to kind of open our eyes um, to how things are changing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, like, like, look, like social media is a tool right? And it depends on how we use that tool, right? Just like a massage chair is a tool 
and you're like sitting in it, you're not sitting in a massage chair for like five hours, like your back would go numb, right? Like, so it's like, how long are you using it? Who are you using it with? What are you talking about when you're using it? And the kind of like fame that I'm looking at here, the kind of notoriety, the kind of everyone, the, 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 the tension that people are just craving all the time wanting to get on top of some kind of trend or wanting to go viral what I started with this is it the is it the you know the junk kind that's like junk food that people want that instant gratification to just like do it or is it the kind that's substantive right like you 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 can you can get you know you can really like help people and guide people and be a mentor and become known that way. And on the other hand, you can be the crappiest person who ever existed and still get the fame and fortune that you crave. So this is not black and white by any means. This is all on a spectrum. So when we have the people who say that it's all just bad, stay away from it. They don't know what they're talking about. But when we have the people who just say, no matter what you do on it, you know, it's okay. And it's all just okay. They don't know what they're talking about. We're trying to find some middle ground over here that, that has to do with like, you know, you know, there's a use and an abuse. So what's the use and what's the abuse, right? Right. right. Well, I just add on real quickly that, yeah, technology is just a vehicle, Right. And I would say I, I, I'm from Paul's generation, too, and it's like, yeah, I want to be a baseball player, or race car driver, or something like that. I guess in my mind, and I'm not trying to be uppity about it, is that those things are providing value, right? I'm, a, I'm an entertainer, right? And, when I, and I, guess the, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe the TikTok people and stuff, they're entertaining some, some group as well. So maybe I need to rethink that, that that's right. just a form of entertainment. But, but I, but it is an attention economy to go back to the subject. And it's like, you only have so much, so many resources to apply your attention to something, I guess in my mind, and maybe I'm just, cause I'm getting older. It's like, I want to pay attention to things that matter. And I'm not going to say what I got. I mean, I don't begrudge a guy making a million dollars on, 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 on YouTube because he has people watching and play video games. That's great. But I mean, is that, it's kind of at the end all of society. Is that a distraction, right? Uh, you know, things we were talking about before. Are we being distracted? Are we focusing? Are, are, are we, our kids, focusing on the right things? What are the right things, right? Maybe right, I'm exactly. It, 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 it's like like the, that continuum that, that, that I talked about. But uh, we're going to go in order. Uh, uh, yeah, Paul, if you have something, make it quick. because uh, Yeah, I just wanted to piggyback yeah. on what Bryce was saying. Um, basically back in the time that we're talking about Bryce those are the things that did matter to us and when you really think about it um, we know what it's like to not have cable TV we know what it's like to not have a cell phone we know how we knew how to occupy ourselves kind of what Mike was talking about earlier we occupied things we occupied our minds with different things and those are the things that mattered to us and these newer generations um, don't have that same concept because they didn't live what we lived. They're living something different. And what matters to them is different than what mattered to us, where seeing George Carlin mattered to me. Um, half the people don't even know who George Carlin is, but they know who uh, What's-Her-Name is on TikTok, and that matters to them. So right. what matters now versus what mattered then has actually completely changed, and we have to recognize and adapt to that change. Exactly. Okay, Mia, you have, and then we'll do Pixie and then B. 
Okay, I've got a lot to say about some of these things here. For one, my kid definitely knows who George Carlin is. The uh, way that you make sure your kid knows who George Carlin is, is you spend time watching YouTube with them and direct them towards George Carlin. Um, <laughs> on a different Agreed. note, <laughs> on a different note, um, as far as the jobs and such goes and how games can relate to that, you never know where your kid's going to get the idea to d find their passion. My son wants to be an emergency, um, an EMT or a paramedic, right? He got that idea from playing Grand Theft Auto and saving people who were getting beaten up on while driving around. You don't know what a passion is and where they're going to get it from. Let, let people play games. It's a way to explore your mind. That, I don't think, is where the problem is. Very nice, Mia. Um, in the interest of time, I just want people to know I'm probably going to go like at 1 or 105, but I do kind of like have things to do and and it sucks when someone just got in and they have that thing that that's on their mind so uh that I'm, I'm just letting everybody know in advance so if when i when i close it up at that time that people don't get annoyed but we i think this has been a great conversation so far with that i'll go to pixie well hi guys um i'm just listening in and you know uh, getting things in my brain together um i am not a child of the 70s i was I was raised by my grandparents because my parents were um, probably not the best people. And so I grew up with a generation that was, you know, more down to earth. You know, my grandma, she would make the kitchen table and we'd have to do our chores. And we were kind of the children that were supposed to be silent. You know, um, if, if you wanted to be loud, you go outside and play. But... If you're going outside, you're staying outside. And I think I think what we need to do is get back to not it's not the caveman era, it's just an era where we where we stop forcing technology down children's throats. Yes, technology is fantastic, but let's wait a little bit before they like just get onto YouTube by themselves, before they just play video games. We need more hands-on with our children. And probably more books in the hands. Because, I mean, there there's a lot of stuff that goes on that we're not... Like, we put our children into um, children's YouTube, but there's so much terrible stuff in children's YouTube that we're not even watching because, oh, we think it's okay because the algorithm is taking care of that. But we still need to have hands-on with our children. We need to have the community help us with our children. We need to be able to have what we used to have in kind of a way where it's it, it's not so much technology-based because if you're thinking about it, most CEOs and most of those tech gurus, they don't even let their children play on social media. They don't let their children play on a phone. They don't let their children do all of this stuff that we're talking about right now because they see something down the pipeline that we're not, I don't know if we're not like taking account to it, but there's something weird when there's a six-year-old on TikTok. Yeah. My son, is my son is 10. No, he's 11 now. Gosh, I'm a terrible mom. Uh, but he didn't get on to TikTok till later, you know. Um, I didn't have a cell phone till I was 
till after I was 16. I was 16 running around with change in my pocket with a with a beeper. So, I mean, if we can slow it a little bit and use the technology in a positive way, I mean, that would probably help and benefit our children. My my children are exceptional readers, and that's probably because, well, being poor has its advantages, right? When you don't have money for a brand new iPhone and you don't have things like that, so you have to kind of go outside and play and get dirty. And I feel like we're kind of missing that because we're such a consumerism kind of like uh, industry, like all of us. We, we just got to buy the brand new things instead of enjoying the things that we already have. Yeah, 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 exactly, in the, in the interest of time. Like, like this, this is the kind of thing I see, right? The algorithm may bring me to get, may, may have brought all of us together, right? So that, that you, you can look at that however way you want to look at that. But also you have to show, you have to control the technology and not let the technology control you. So the question becomes, if the algorithm brings me together with someone who cusses, who's rude, who doesn't listen, who's nasty, that person is leaving. I don't care whether the algorithm suggested it to me or not, right? Like, like I was going to say, Ariel, I'm right here in the room, gosh darn it. <laughs> right. So, so the, thing, the thing that I'm looking at is that algorithm or no algorithm, I am in complete control of my behavior. And if the algorithm wants to suggest garbage to me, I'm telling the algorithm to go, you know, fuck itself. Like, like that's, that's the kind of thing that, 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 that I'm saying. And it's like, if we all had that kind of thing where it's like, we know our mission and we know our purpose, if the algorithm, you know, drives us in that direction or not. So um, with that, and please try to make your, your comments like one and a half to two minutes in the interest of time. Thanks. B and then Michael and then Paul. Of course, Ariel. Yeah, I, I like what you were saying that we have to own our shit, right? We have to acknowledge when we are taking the time, like Mia was saying, to sit down and watch YouTube with them. It is much easier to just assume that the algorithm and the parental controls that we put in place will do our job for us. And it does not. And predators will find a way around it. And we have to stay on top of it and have like a sense of community in that. But um, talking about what... Um, barbecue and said a few minutes ago about attention economy and we're focusing on the stars and they add value if you think like hundreds of years ago court gestures and stuff they were not revered i feel like our modern day quote-unquote celebrities and being famous it's a narrative version of the monarchy it's like we it's just easier to have something to look up to even if they really don't give us any benefit which they don't besides entertainment and what Pixie was saying, there's so many good topics. Um, it's about a balance. I, I spent a lot of time with my grandma and great-grandma, so, and I was a child of the 80s. So I grew up into technology, listening to people from other generations downplay it and teach me Bunko and Skipbo. And yeah, if you go outside, you come in at lunchtime kind of a thing. So it's not, like Ariel was saying, it's not all the way either way it needs to be balanced we need to take ownership and we need to be active in how we're teaching our youth to handle this technology because technology is everything it's not just computers exactly um with that i'll go to michael i just want to circle back a little bit i brought up about imagery one of the things that you talked about was using those video games to make a living 
whatever you watch and whatever you listen to, including the television commercials, can influence your values. And I would hope that you would never lower your values if that's what you're watching on video games or on commercials. I hope it doesn't make you uh, throw out some of your morals, some of your values, uh, into, including with the attention to, to the economy, um, which we really have to pay attention to to see what's going on. We have to do our own research. We can't just listen to certain news stations and say, well, this is my favorite news station and I'm not going to listen to somebody who listens to a news station that's contrary to mine. I mean, it's childish. How about having a discussion? How about having a discussion and saying, well, is what whoever said whatever factual or is it BS? I've got right. three adult children and four grandchildren. I talk to them on the phone. What are they doing today? Are they outside playing? No. They, they're doing this or they're doing that. Okay. Well, do they go outside and they have some play date time with their friends? Yes, they do. They don't let them stay on the television 24-7 when they're not in school. They make them do some things constructive and they want their children to get out there and play because play teaches how to interact in society. A lot of people think, oh, right. well, children are just going out and playing, but they True. don't realize that learning life skills. Yeah, two minutes, minutes, Michael. Yeah, it's uh, okay. Yeah, it's just in the interest of time. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's the thing. It's it's not like you can't have both, and that's why I find such a such a thing with these people with the either or mentality. Uh, uh, that that's just not true. Uh, Paul, you have your hand up, and then me after you. Yeah, I, I just wanted to piggyback on what Pixie was saying because Pixie truly nailed it uh, on on so many levels and all that. I, I want to take you back. You, before there was radio, we had a newspaper, and people would socialize and all that at the local bakery. They'd socialize at the local coffee shop. They'd socialize at these different areas. That was your form of communication. Uh, maybe you might uh, get somebody's phone number, and you might give them a call every once in a while, or otherwise you connected with your relatives via phone. And then we also knew our neighbors, you know, I mean, because that was part of our social socialization and all that um we actually knew who our neighbor was where they worked what they did we would have coffee with them so on and so forth then came the radio when the radio came out people were focused on the radio and there was a new source of information it was a new idea it was a new this then we got to tv then tv expanded to cable tv then we got our cell phones and now we have social media and now look where we're at Look at this very room that we are in right now. The people that we're talking to from different parts of the country, different parts of the world, they did not have this when I was a kid. And now this is a whole new form of communication. And we're all adapting and we're all growing up. And a lot of it comes back to what Pixie was nailing just head on. Parenting parenting what we bring our kids into we bring them to george carlin they either accept george carlin or they don't um but and they bring us to things that we don't understand and we either accept it or we don't and i think part of the problem is is that there's a disconnect that a lot of us older people just kind of like uh the older people that raised us that raised them and so on 
we don't like change because we think our way is best and the younger people are always moving forward because I know I moved beyond what my parents were and I know my parents moved beyond what their parents were. Exactly. And we never ever accept that. And I think we need to be the first generations that start accepting that and start integrating the generation. Right, right. A hundred percent, Paul. And and I I just want to say like, I, I remember just just so I can spend time with my dad, I sat with him on the couch and I watched like Seinfeld and Friends and all the shows that he liked. But then just as, as a way to like honor, like you like this dad. So even though I may not like it that much, I'm going to sit with you and watch it because I like you as my dad. But what I got pissed off is when I told him just sit down and like watch The Simpsons or watch some cartoon because I think it's funny. He's like, no, older people, they're not really interested in that kind of thing. Come on. I mean, I'm older than you. And it pissed me off. I'm like, hey, I I didn't really like was interested in the thing that you were interested in that much. But I did it because I wanted to like show that we can be friends. But you're not you're not showing me the same kind of respect. It annoyed me. Like, if I'm being honest. So, with that, we got five minutes. Uh, Mia, and then everyone can just say, like, a closing thought, and then I'll close it up. Go go ahead, Mia. Oh, okay, well, I'll actually make mine my closing thought then, to, so that you can skip over me when that comes around. Um, my closing thought is, I would like to see somebody, like, develop an app or something that would be very easy for younger people to interact with, and older people, that maybe teaches people how to redirect the algorithm, to guide the algorithm themselves. I think that might be a good solution that, like, if people had access to it, we could help them um, help them figure out what they want in their algorithm and trim out the fat. That's a great idea. Maybe maybe that's another town hall topic. <laughs> uh, okay, so so like I said, well, I, I just want to let the people speak who have not had a chance to speak. Mm, if let they, me raise if, my hand. If, who, where? Who is it? Uh, hey, it's me. Oh, it's Tanya, me. go ahead, go ahead. I've been Tanya. promoting. I've been live tweeting the whole time. I've been t- I'm trying to figure out how to live tweet with this um, software. But, um, you know, I, I want to leave everyone this thought. When you give your child a car or you, when they're old enough to drive, do you teach them how to drive or do you just give them the car and tell them, get in that car and go, son or daughter, and, see, and, and wish for the best? And I, I, and I feel like that's what we're doing with the cell phone where that is in itself power. And a lot of computers have all this. No matter, and actually, Alberto even said this to me. It don't matter if it's a desktop or a cell phone. It's still a computer and it has all the technology and all the information and if you don't teach them um, skills just like life skills life hacks that you want to call it or even if let's take another another thing um courtesy (laughs) even the parents might need courtesy too but um i i think that's the thing that we all all need to remember and maybe you know work within our community and talk a little bit about this because it's a huge thing where you have children nowadays or not their parents think it's funny they actually reposting some of the crazy video that their kids do because they think it's funny but until it's not my, my dad was always forwarding garbage emails to me oh my god i see there you go so but again you know i think it's it's up to us how we do it and we might not be caring for our children like our parents but we, we should be responsible about how, what we hand them to use 
Absolutely. 100% true. Yeah, go go ahead, CM. You had your hand hey, up, I think. Thank you so much. So um, I was just talking with uh, with Nick uh, uh, Box Swap, Swapper, I think is his, uh, his Twitter name. Uh, Y'all know him. Tanya was in the chat too earlier. But anyway, anyway, um, education, education, education is absolutely essential um, for, I mean, children, teenagers, young adults, and, and even older generations, especially. Um, and I think that being mindful, being vigilant uh, of the digital footprint that we are leaving every single place that we go, every single thing that we post. And uh, I personally, my, I have a, I have four little sisters and uh, one of them, I was having a conversation with them about how their, their mother, my, my stepmother, um, they don't like this constant, like, let's take pictures all the time and let, let, let let's make videos uh, and little TikToks and yeah, let's, yeah. let's, com let's make this, you know, uh, our life into, into a show, into a broadcast, into a, into a special. And what the threat of that, the, the dangers and implications of that are, horrifying when when you think about you know geolocation you think about the the information of what the data is that you're making that available to anybody that you want to make that yeah. most public to and it's and that's it's your funny. family that's your family's it, private exactly. life yeah it's funny you bring that up because it, it, it's always the older people in my family who want to take a picture of everything not the younger people it's the older people who are all like let me open up oh, oh take a picture oh you look so cute oh look at your dress oh look let's take a picture let's take a picture and do they ever look back at those pictures no it's just right it's just a way to yeah yeah exactly right. to, to do that yeah so so the so i like who hasn't had a chance yet uh, Nan oh, can Nancy, I speak? I think. Yeah, go ahead, Nancy. Yeah, okay, this is the first time I've ever had a chance, and so uh, I, I'm ADHD, and boy, all the things you guys were talking about, I have goosebumps, and the one thing that stuck out was when when you were saying we're everywhere, we're here from everywhere, from worldwide, global, and global is so important right now because one issue that we have to deal with, the most important issue is climate change, and and. Like I said, all these things come at me, like space travel. I think is like, everybody's going to hate me, but why are we doing it? What is, right now, 50 to 100 years from now, we don't have to look up there, and the everyday person isn't going to benefit from that. What we have to do is first save humanity, save humans. The, the, the earth will take care of itself if we take care of it. And yeah, exactly. Uh, I just love you all, <laughs> and thank you all for sharing and letting me be a part of it. it. It's it's about it's about priorities and prioritizing what's important and what's not, and that's the thing with junk information. Just like junk food, it's like you have to limit it. You have to do this, and I think everybody, I think, got a chance. Uh, let me let me see because it is it is one oh one. And uh, me and Bryce had a whole life hack series on succinctness. So I like to keep my <laughs> spaces succinct. Um, okay, Ta Tanya, um, what is the, uh, um, uh, damn it, analytics for, for right now? What you, what you got, total amount and everything like that. So this, um, you're, I'm, I'm kind of like testing some different ways of tweeting out things. So we have like 81 total listeners. The duration is 52 minutes and that we actually start because we're running late because my, my machine was down. 
But mm-hmm. um, what I did was, um, you know, I was tweeting constantly to pull more people in because I think that's the key. And if you're in this space, please retweet mm-hmm. just so I will raise more awareness. So the next week, um, we'll get more people, you know, like they say, right. you care, you share. Don't forget, yeah. you care, you share. Right, right. Okay. I think I think this was a wonderful... Awesome. Uh, 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 yeah, see, make it really, really quick because I gotta. If oh, okay, okay, <laughs> I think I think you just said it's awesome. Thanks. Uh, uh, so so what what I what I want to do is that yeah, this is this is what I'm gonna be opening up. It's like I want to introduce the health food store of kind of like social media, like like b- like brain food, if you will. People coming out with something. People coming out with stuff to kind of like implement in their own life once they leave please let people know and we can stem the tide against the junk i think i think if people come out of these rooms feeling better about themselves and their lives and having a little bit of guidance and enjoying the time they spent we're kind of pushing back against all the junk out there and i think i'll just bryce you're the co-host i'll just let maybe let you say maybe a few words if you will and then i'm going to end the space no no yeah no it's good i think i muted everybody by accident no, oh, no, no I, I did that just in case oh okay no, no no it's a good conversation and i've probably talked to ariel maybe we continue this in some form going forward because there's a lot of good there's a lot of material here a lot of thoughts and yeah no it's good i just i don't want to add too much to it there's a lot of good conversation so we'll leave it at that Okay, wonderful. Remember, every week, 12 p.m. PST, 3 p.m. EST. I hope you all enjoyed, you know, um, what was said here, you know, the conversations. And I hope you implement something that's practical and good and uh, just lets you live a better life. Uh, See you all next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed being a part of this. If you're looking for more, please feel free to contact me at Ariel's Ariel's on Instagram and Twitter. That's A-R-I-E-L-S-A-E-R-I-A-L-S. And you can contact me on YouTube as Revolutionary Thinking. If you'd like to get more involved in my town halls, join Ariel's Town Halls on Discord. Thank you.